a good opportunity for uh, you to ask any questions. Can be related to Newcastle United. Could be personal. Could be about the news. Um, I will always try and give uh, an honest, uh, an honest opinion, my own opinion, and uh, obviously uh, this is open forum. So over to you, um, and we'll go to the first point in the chat. It's a football one. It's from my uh, one of the guys who watches our uh, channel uh, and UFC matters. Uh, Rico, Everton fan, I think, if I remember rightly. He goes, evening. Haaland had a trial at Everton in 2016. That's the goal machine at Manchester City. He says, uh, when we could have signed him for 60k a year later, Steve Walsh had him with his father at Goodison. Could have got him £4 million Euro club. Said no facts. Check it out. Uh, okay, I, I, I mean, I've got to be perfectly honest. Um, Rich, I didn't realise that uh, Haaland had been on trial in England you know, before going to Man City, but that's uh, that's got to be the one that got away, hasn't it? Uh, at Everton, I mean, that guy is an absolute goal machine. Um, like most football fans, I made time to watch the Manchester derby today, and uh, six three, wow, nine goals in that game, and then a complete bore fest uh, followed that, which is often the way on Super Sunday. Uh, Leeds playing Aston Villa. Um, nothing really between the two teams. Uh, referee um, having a you know battle with two scrappy teams. Um, but yeah, the Manchester derby, what a game! And I think probably the most you know embarrassing thing about that performance was was the fans walking out um, three nil down and Manchester fans walking out, but. Some of the people on our, our WhatsApp group said, uh, well, it's a long way to get back to London, you know, from uh, from Manchester. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, Man City are, are a different different class, different gravy um, at this moment in time. Makes our result against, uh, Newcastle's result against Manchester City, um, you know, not look too bad, not look too shabby. And, of course, we've got Manchester United coming up in a couple of weeks' time. So... Should be interesting. But yeah, Holland at Everton. It's a new one for me. Uh, but don't forget, this is your opportunity to ask questions. Good evening, Tom Dixon. Um, I did see a, a former presenter on this show. Uh, message your uh, Twitter account today, mate. That is in hand. So I did see that. Don't worry, mate. I'll sort that out. Um, it is going to be sorted out this week. It's just the guy who does it is being on holiday. Uh, Rachel, good evening. I hope you're well. Mr. Anderson, how are you, mate? Good to see you on here. And you, Tom. Lynch, good to see you too. Kevin, I hope uh, you have survived the hurricanes, uh, Hurricane Ian in Florida, mate. I know that um, you were hanging on for dear life, uh, hoping that everything was going to be okay. Um, trust you well, though. You're on. You've got internet. Um, but, uh, yeah, just watching the news and, and seeing the uh, the devastation, the sheer devastation that was caused by Hurricane Ian, it's, um, it's awful really and it's always a wake-up call when you see that kind of disaster um no matter where it is in the world um affecting people and seeing the you know the devastation that it caused to houses to cars to you know to, to businesses to, to schools it was it was horrendous it really was and um i think what really struck me kevin about what what was happening out there is is the it's the human spirit which can be broken, but isn't broken in situations like that. And and just watching some of those people who decided to stay in their homes, and some of them have been lucky. Their, their homes are still there. They've still they've still you know they've still survived. Um, whilst everything around them is you know is is, is gone. And yeah, it's. Um, you know, it takes it takes bravery to do that. It really, really does. You know, staying and being in the in the eyes of the storm. So, uh, Kevin, hope you're well. Thanks as always for tuning in and for your support on the channel with NUFC Matters. Thanks for putting on Pablo Davies Lee, uh, of course, my co-host on News of the World. Uh, the good news is that News of the World will be returning to this channel. Um, in we are just discussing when and where and how, but it will be returning. Um, I did take a break from everything other than football um, after my mother's death and uh, 
just needed that little bit of break and just focus on football, um, you know, as, as a one-off on this channel. Obviously, we've changed the channel as well to, to predominantly football, but I will bring News of the World back. I've got no um, no doubt that that'll please quite a few people tuning in. People do enjoy the, the debate about news, as people seem to enjoy this one as well. Um, I can't do this every week, but I don't mind doing it. And Rachel says, where are you, Steve? We can't see you. Well... It's my opportunity, really, Rachel, for people just to listen um, and not be distracted by me on the screen. And it just means that I can do it in a, a different place each week, wherever I am, if I'm if I can do it each week. And yeah, it's just it's it's something a little bit different. Pablo uh, says Haaland will be all time scorer. I feel complete forward. They had to get the buses packed to Kent. Referring to the Manchester United fans, you know what, though, Pablo, he is one of those players that Real Madrid will want in their team, and I get the feeling that he will probably beat the goal scoring record for a season. Maybe get fifty, sixty goals this season if he if he avoids injury and suspension, and. I think Man City win the Champions League, maybe one, two years on the trot, and Real Madrid come calling, Haaland goes to Real Madrid. I don't see him as a long-term player in the Premier League. Um, same with Kane. Kane won't break Shearer's record. I thought he would do, but he's not the goal-scoring machine he was a couple of seasons ago. And I think that the the move that he should have got to Man City probably would have seen him break that um, Shira record. But for whatever reason, they decided against going for that and decided to spend $100 on on Grealish. And again, I still don't understand that. But you know what? Um, I just don't see Haaland being at Man City long term. I think he'll end up going abroad. That's my view. El Stapleton, uh, Good evening. I did see your comment. Um, thanks for leaving the comments. Apologising for not being live. Doesn't matter if you don't watch us live, mate. If you if you get a chance to tune in, great. Everyone's got busy lives. I mean, this this channel was simply started for people in lockdown. It was never intended on a to be a long term thing. It was supposed to get us all through lockdown. And uh, you know, the likes of Rachel and Julie, etc., loved it that much, and 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 others just didn't want it to. Didn't want it to end, and you know, I, I, I'm a man of my word. I promised I would keep it going if, um, you know, if the demand was there. And yeah, people do enjoy it, and that's great. And I, I still enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing it. It's um, it, it's very enjoyable. But yeah, El Stable, and you said Leeds versus Villa was indeed scrappy, but the ref didn't help, in my opinion. Yeah, the the refereeing was a little bit uh, questionable in that game. And to be honest, in the Manchester derby, um. Michael Oliver, of course, Newcastle fan, uh, referee from these parts, made his bed early, uh, got a booking in early in that derby, but he didn't make it a scrappy game. But in that Leeds-Villa game, the referee did spoil it a little bit. It, it, it ended up being all about him. And yeah, it was, it was awkward. I, I know exactly what you mean. Neutral. Good evening. Uh, not seen your name on here before, but welcome. Great win yesterday, Steve. Your second goal. Oh, my God. What an amazing goal. And that is, of course, from Almiron. Um, and Almiron neutral uh, is one of those players who a lot, of, a lot of us are questioned because ultimately he's, you know, he's, his strike rate is poor for a midfielder and his assist rate isn't much better. And Although he runs around with a nice smile on his face, a lot of people, um, you know, have, have said that, you know, he, he doesn't deserve his place in the team. I mean, we do, a, you know, seven shows a week on this channel. And I guess Malcolm McDonald has probably been one of Almiron's biggest critics, especially in the first couple of weeks. I mean, he had a great pre-season, but then, you know, he's, he's been very, very critical of, critical of him since. And that goal he scored yesterday was superb. And that's not the first time that Almiron has uh, linked up with our uh, mercurial midfielder, Bruno. Uh, a great ball over the top uh, by Bruno and a sublime finish from, from Almiron. 
uh, for the second. But yeah, it was great. It was just good to see him. And he, he was robbed of his hat-trick. He was offside, of course, but it, it was just... Um, it was a performance that deserved a hat-trick. He deserved to be going home with the ball. And just getting back to the Manchester derby again, I mean, Foden, you know, what a game he had today. And and again, he, you know, grabbed a hat-trick, got three goals uh, today. Um, it's been a been a very, very good weekend for hat-tricks. Trossard, of course, for Brighton at uh, Liverpool um, as well. So, yeah, very entertaining weekend in the Premier League, apart from Leeds versus Aston Villa. James Moore, can't blame Harry's defence today. Ah, dear me, how it was just it was just Man City with a better team, James. They were absolutely superb today, absolutely superb. Um, you know, across the pitch, the first half was was brilliant. Um, second half, you know, Manchester United, you know, they got three goals, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't ever going to, you know, save their embarrassment at all. Tom Lynch. I see Brucey looks to be on his way out of West Brom. Well, there has been one managerial uh, second today, of course, and, and that's down at Wolves. Uh, their manager has now departed. Um, I think that was, uh, you know, always going to happen. Um, from our perspective, it's, you know, it, it, it doesn't affect us. But yeah, the managerial managers, uh, managerial merry-go-round continues. And with Steve Bruce, I think we, as Newcastle fans, you know, were telling West Brom fans what to expect. And there was a lot of negativity from West Brom fans towards Newcastle fans. And you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's a good manager. Oh, dear me, oh, you know, don't get sucked into that. Two seconds, I'll have a drink. Um, it, you know, he's taken from fifth to, to, you know, to the bottom, the bottom echelons of the table. It, it's just Bruce all over. And the one thing that Bruce gets is big payoffs, and that's about it. But um, yeah, looks like he is out of his on his way out of West Brom. Uh, Tell, good evening, mate. Uh, pretty sure you will have managed to get to Fulham, uh, living close to it. Miggy's better than freakish, though. Uh, he says Miggy. Uh, he's just one of those players that if he, we always said if you could add goals and assists to his game, he'd be great. And you know what? I'm pleased for the lad. Really, I'm pleased. He just needs to continue that. Because look, it lifts everybody um, when good players are playing alongside you. And the fact that Wilson was back in that team yesterday, and Bruno together, just wait until we're adding ASM and Isaac to that list. Um, I think Newcastle fans are all the same. We cannot wait to see those four all in the team together. And I think it will happen at some point. Tom Dixon says, the results have been good for us this weekend with us winning. If we beat Brentford, we could go into the top five. Well, of course, Newcastle, uh, after today's results, uh, remain in seventh place. And uh, just above Fulham on goal difference, uh, a point above Liverpool, who have a game in hand, and a point ag above Brentford, uh, level on games. But yeah, Newcastle sitting in eleventh, uh, seventh place Sorry, with 11 points. And just a point behind Manchester United, who have a game in hand. Two points behind Chelsea, who have a game in hand. And three points behind Brighton, who have a game in hand. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, we're on 11 points. And I think we made the point on the show this morning. I think maybe it was Stu who said it probably took us till, you know, uh, you know, the back end of the year to get that uh, points tally. And, you know, it's great. It really is. And seeing a lot of people on social media putting stuff out there with regards to the anniversary of the Wolves game, a game I was at. Um, Wolves away last season. Steve Bruce, manager. Newcastle losing 2-1. Jeff Hendricks scoring the goal for Newcastle. And Mike Ashley's last game in charge. And, you know, a matter of days later, Newcastle United's takeover was complete, went through. And, you know, we're on a, a fantastic journey now. Uh, as a football club and as a support. And it's uh, it really, really, really is great. Andrew says, um, swap Murphy for Holland. It's a fair deal. Hey, great idea, Andrew, if you can get that sorted out, mate. Um, but you know what? Murphy had a good game yesterday and we all did match day live. We haven't done that for a long, long time. And doing match day live yesterday was thoroughly enjoyable. Three hours live with the the, the, the various fans from up and down the country. Um, watching the game. And I think, you know, the pre-match we all said when we saw the team sheet, oh, what is Murphy playing for? Well, none of us could understand it. We're all shaking our heads collectively. But ultimately, 
Um, it was fantastic. A fantastic performance from Murphy. And I couldn't pick anybody out. Normally, I would say, well, this person was man of the match, that person was man of the match. But, you know, when you look at it, it was a great team performance. You know, from Pope at the back to Callum Wilson up front, um, Newcastle United, to a man, uh, turned up yesterday. And yes, Fulham were down to 10 men early on, but Newcastle were having the upper hand before that. So, for me... Um, you know, it was a it was a great performance and thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, Murphy played his part as well, so well done uh, to him. Pablo just passing on his best um, to our friend in Florida, and Tom also saying the same. Uh, stay safe, lads and lasses, on the coast of the on the east coast of the US. Thoughts also with those at the stadium disaster in Indonesia. Tom, great point. And um, watching the the photographs of that mate. Um, Oh, DMAL. I mean, I think it was, people are saying 125 people uh, lost, but it's now gone up to 174 people killed at a football game and 323 people injured. I mean, that is absolutely ludicrous. And a lot of it seems to stem from the, the reaction of the authorities, sadly. Um, you know, the, the reaction of the authorities... Um, and, and the way they dealt with that caused mass panic. And, you know, a lot of those people will have been trampled, I guess, and, you know, it crushed. And it just doesn't bear thinking about, it doesn't matter where it is in the world, that somebody goes to a football game and doesn't come back. You know, we've seen it, of course, in this country. Uh, Hillsborough, of course, being the, the one that we all remember uh, with horror. Um, but we've seen, you know, we saw the Bradford fire. Um, again in my lifetime, watching a, a stand go up in flames rapidly um, and just thinking, oh my God, you know, how are those people ever going to get out? And from my perspective, you know, as a, as a youngster at the time, you know, I was only, what, 13, 14 at that, at that time, um, thinking that could be me going to a game. That could have been me in my family. Um, what would you do in that situation? And you, nobody expects to go to a football match and not come home. So uh, thoughts with all of those people in that uh, stadium disaster, uh, of course, as well. Mouse Charger, I knew you would be happy that uh, News of the World was coming back. Uh, I just needed some time, Mouse Charger. Um, I hate letting people down. And I know we had a little cult audience. You know, we were getting over a thousand people watching that program, which which was great for a current affairs show for, you know, a group of people on there who are just, Ordinary, you know, people in the street like you, people out there. But we all just came on and gave up an hour of our time to have a chat about what was going on in the news. And we enjoyed it. Um, but, you know, when when you lose a loved one, it's, you know, I'd, I'd, I, you know I, I wasn't even sure I'd be able to do NUFC matters, but I managed to do it. So, uh, and, I, and I am going to do this programme about coping with grief. Uh, maybe I'll make that part of the news of the world comeback. Um I think it's it's something that needs to be done. And I'd love to do it maybe with, with a few people. I might start it off myself and then, you know, get Leon, get Anne on and, and hopefully get Patricia on as well. Because I think it's important that um, maybe we all share our stories because, you know, I think it, it is good to talk about those things. And, you know, that is the one message I'd like to get out there about, you know, that kind of situation that, you know, you must talk, you must open up to people. But yeah, I will do that. Um, but I'm pleased that you're happy, Mouse Charger. It'll be good to have you back on the channel. Blue Rhythm Boy, um, as I say, this is a Q&A, so please uh, feel free to ask questions. Thoughts on the career film Legend, which is on Netflix? I watched it recently and then I enjoyed it, but I don't know the history behind it all. Blue Rhythm Boy, it's not my favourite, mate. Um, the Craze by Dominic Nanciano and Ray Burdus, 1990. The Kemp's is the, is the one to watch. If you want a, a fairly accurate film, although no film can be accurate. Um, but that film, Legend, it's a good film. And there was a lot of money spent on it. The budget was brilliant. Um, I was lucky enough to be invited to the premiere by Freddie Foreman and got a chance to meet Tom Hardy, you know, at the premiere. And have a chat with him as well about, you know, his portrayal of Ron and Reg. I thought he got Reg spot on. I thought he nailed that part. With Ron, I thought it was over the top. And I did tell Tom Hardy that. And I said, look, 
you know, I, I've met both of them and it's difficult when you haven't met these people to be able to give an accurate portrayal. But from my perspective, yeah, as an entertainment, legend's good. As something accurate, it's it's not good. Um, and they should have spoken to people. They, they, they had the opportunity to speak to a lot of people who were still or who were still alive at the time about the, about the twins, about tr the stories that they were going to put into the script. To to say that Reg beat Francis, to say that Reg raped Francis, it, it's not true. That that wasn't the case. I mean, I think all of us know um, that you know the, the the true story is that Reg never consummated the marriage with with Francis, and you know that didn't help her fragile mental state, a depression, and and she ultimately killed herself. Um, and that in itself uh, tells you that, that particular part of the film is untrue. And I've always said that Reggie was a closet homosexual. It's not something he ever confessed to me, but it was quite obvious that the relationships that he had in jail were, you know, um, something which he, he clearly, you know, wanted to do. Um, wasn't a case of being in jail for a long time and wanting to get down into that kind of way of life. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that the, it wasn't the greatest. Um, it wasn't the greatest career film. You definitely want to watch the other one, the one with the Kemp's. And I, I, per, I prefer that one, to be honest. There's many others. There's the rise and fall of the craze. Um, there's the one that I was a consultant on, the craze Dead Men Walking. I played a little part in that as well at the end. Um, fall of the craze is good. Um, I'm not, not a fan of Rise of the Craze. I, I did enjoy Fall of the Craze. The craze Dead Man Walking that we did was completely different. Um, it was it was more about the the the, the Frank Mitchell story, um, and I have got a couple of others um, which which are out there. But I have I've got to see I've got them on Blu-ray, but I haven't watched them yet. Um, I think I've got to be in the right frame of mind to sit and watch another career film. Um, but yeah, that that's my critique on Blue Rhythm Boy. Uh, Rachel says, "Good to hear news of the world will be back." Uh, thank you, Rachel. I know you enjoyed it as well. And Dave says. You've got to be sober, Steve. Yes. Uh, those of you who don't know uh, what that's about, but um, I didn't want to miss a show. Um, I did a show after having a, a few glasses of red wine, shall we say, um, from my office. And that show was probably one of the funniest that uh, we did with Pablo and uh, with uh, Patricia and Anne. Um, I think I must have said I was a royalist about 18 times on that show. But uh, yeah, it was funny. Uh, but yes, you're right, Dave. I will do them sober. Don't worry about that, mate. Um, looking forward to it. Yeah, me too, Lee. Uh, Mouse Charges, a serious question. If you had to choose, would it be roast potatoes or mash on your Sunday dinner? Well, today, it was roast potatoes, Mouse Charger. But usually it's mash. If I had to choose, I've got to be honest, I prefer roast potatoes. I can have Christmas dinner all year round. Um, including cranberry sauce. And I'm one of these weird people who has mint sauce on every Sunday dinner, not just lamb. Um, but I'm lucky because my mother-in-law makes me Sunday dinner and she makes a cracking Sunday dinner. And when I was a kid and I was growing up, I was told, um, you get what you're given. So <laughs> mouse charger, if I was cooking it, it would be roast potatoes. But because I don't cook it, I've got to get what I'm given. So I don't get any choice, really. Uh, Gerard to be sacked, says Blue Rhythm Boy, question mark. Wow. No, I'd say no. I think his job's safe. I think the next sacking could be tomorrow night. Um, because if Nottingham Forest beat Leicester, then I think Brendan Rodgers will be out the door. And then the real merry-go-round begins. Because then you'll see Rafa, I think, make a return to football. And I think Rafa would fit Leicester's remit rather than Wolves. And then you may see, um, you know, Brendan Rodgers go to Wolves. You may see um, Wolves' manager go to, to Leicester. But this is what normally happens. Big decisions are made. Big managers go to bigger clubs or, you know, other clubs in the Premier League. And there are vacancies. A couple of weeks ago, would have been pointing my finger at Lampard, but he seems to have pulled it around. Gerard's got his first away point today. Um, 
although they are, you know, they're still not looking comfortable in the league. But um, yeah, I think Lampard and Gerrard survive certainly up until the new year. But I think Brendan Rodgers is the next for the uh, the plank, and I think that'll be tomorrow night if they get beat off Nottingham Forest. However, they could go down there and get something, and Leicester's managers um, owners might decide now is the time to, to to do the business. Ben Jacobs, of course, who does the show with us, is a Leicester fan, Newcastle fan. Second, Tom likes listening to him. Um, he may feel that, you know, the, well, he has said on a couple of occasions that the takeover could be in the offing at Leicester. And if that's the case, then, you know, maybe they won't sack the manager. They'll leave that to the incoming owners. So it's an interesting time uh, at the moment. But isn't it good if you're a Newcastle fan not to have any of this to worry about? Um, Tom uh, says it'll be interesting to see if Haaland could get the top flight goal record, not the manufactured player uh, Premier League record, which doesn't take all of all of Shearer. Got to be honest as well, Tom. It is a bit of a bugbear, and although I'm a Newcastle fan, and I'm a good, um, you know, you know, I, I want to see Shearer, you know, keep a hold of the record. The actual record held by Jimmy Greaves in football since you know football was created. Um, but because the Premier League is being created, it's as, it's as if all of those previous records don't exist. Now, I've never agreed with that. I've never, ever agreed with it. Um, you know, Jimmy Greaves was the best striker uh, ever in the, in this country. And he doesn't get the, you know, he doesn't get the recognition for that. And I bet he was miffed. You know, not only did he miss out on winning the World Cup, um, but but also, you know, never really given the recognition once the Premier League came along. So... Yeah, it will be interesting to see what Haaland does. Kev says, apparently Haaland wants to play in all top five leagues, so we'll do three to four years max in one league. Well, I didn't know that, Kev, um, but that doesn't surprise us whatsoever. Um, and that kid really is a talent. He could name his price. Um, and I tell you what, in the Champions League, he could, if he has a good run without injuries and goes to the right teams at the right time, he really could give Ronaldo and Messi a run for their money in the goal in the goal charts, and they're the ones who want to be worried about their records. I think, mind it was uh, another interesting day at Old Trafford's uh, at Man City, wasn't it? In the Manchester derby, seeing Ronaldo not get on, and um, the manager when he was asked why he didn't let him on, he just said because of his big career, I didn't want to embarrass him by bringing him on. <laughs> I've heard some excuses from managers, but that's pathetic. It really is. Uh, Lee says, uh, Haaland is different level at the cane. 100% mate. 100%. It's, uh, it's, there's no doubt about that. And, uh, and as for, um, you know, as, as, you know, as for threatening Shira's record, as I've said, I just can't see that happening because I think, um, I, I think it'll be away. I think it'll be away before then. And Kev Riley says that he wants to play another league. So I can't see him hanging around. Uh, long enough to do that. Um, you might get close, mate. <laughs> Four seasons, average 50 goals a season, 200 goals. He won't be far off. You uh, might break um, Aguero's record. James Moore says, what do you think about the tragedy in Indonesia? They say 125 di fans died yesterday. James, I'm a little bit behind in the chat, so sorry, mate. I've uh, I've missed that. But yeah, we've, we've spoken about that already. It's, uh, it is a tragedy. And sadly, uh, 174 dead and 300 plus injured, mate, now. Uh, Tom, as well, just saying what I'd said as well, doesn't take all of Shearer's goals into account. Top flight held by Jimmy Greaves, 357 goals. Yeah, 100%. Mate. I, I agree. He just doesn't get the um, he just doesn't get the the credit, Jimmy Greaves, which is very, very, very sad. Tom asks, do I think Ronaldo will leave uh, Manchester United in January? He didn't look happy after the day. I think he will go, mate. Um, I, I think he wanted to go in the summer. Um, but for whatever reason, he wasn't allowed to go. And, you know, there wasn't, a, yeah, well, there wasn't a club maybe who, that came in for him. I think that there may well have been clubs who were interested, but probably wanted to take him on loan with Man United paying half the money, uh, maybe. But I just think, I just, just don't think that um, anybody can afford to pay his wages. And there's clearly an issue with him. At Manchester United and, and one which is, is getting worse, not getting better. So, 
He'll be hoping he leaves in January, that's for certain. By the look of his face today, Tom, he wanted to get away as soon as the match finished. So, yeah, we, we will see. Do we think Arsenal will go past Christmas or do the usual? Oh, that's a great question, that, Lee. Um, they've got a look um, of that team that went all the way through the season and didn't lose a game. Now, the Man City... Arsenal games are going to be the key to, to who wins the league and and who wins, you know, and, and who does does go through the season um in that in that way shape or form. But I I think they could go past Christmas, mate. I really do. Um, Newcastle against Arsenal at the back end of last season. Newcastle were, were superb, and it looks like we've been the catalyst um for them for their. Revival. <laughs> They've brought in some great players, mate. What a what an acquisition Jesu was. Um, and again, Newcastle just aren't at that level yet to be able to attract that kind of player when there's a a Man City or an Arsenal or a Liverpool in. But give us a couple of seasons, and the likes of Haaland and that will want to come to Newcastle when Newcastle have won something and Newcastle are competing in Europe. Newcastle will be at that top table. Um, but yeah, look the. the the capture of Jesus and allowing a manager to to bed in his theories and not uh, not to have a knee jerk reaction when things haven't gone as well as you hoped they would go. Um, and he is a good manager. He's a good coach, but he's a good manager as well. The players clearly respect him, and you know, I, again, I'm a Newcastle fan. But when you watch certain teams or managers or whatever, you think, actually, apart from when we're playing, you actually quite respect what you're doing and I like what you're doing. And they're a pleasure to watch. Man City are a pleasure to watch at times. And I have to say it at the minute, Newcastle are going in the same way. Um, you know, they play some pretty you know, exciting football at times. We just haven't got the same level of personnel. And when we when we are missing ASM, missing Bruno, missing Wilson, we struggle. We haven't got the strength and depth in the attacking end. But as a back four, we're solid. How good does Botman look, by the way? What a player he's going to be. Um, but yeah, Lee, I think Arsenal can go past Christmas. I don't see any reason why not. They're definitely going to give Man City a run for the money this year. Uh, Rachel said, um, I said Miggy would have a good season. He's not let me down, especially after yesterday. Yeah, and I, th I think we agreed, Rachel, in the summer when we were doing the transfer show, etc., that, you know, Miggy would probably be a bit like Perez. And Perez was one of those players who, you know, benefited from Rafa Benitez as manager. And Perez is benefiting from Eddie Howe's coaching and the South American connection. And he's linking so well with Bruno and yeah your prediction was right Rachel I'm really pleased Andrew well done he says he's improved his score predictor I went for crap to not as crap and I got locked out Andrew so I can't really say anything about that uh, at all uh, Ten Hag saying he didn't uh, bring Ronaldo on out of respect to his career that was right <laughs> thoughts on that it's daft I mean what a thing to say I mean uh, he must have just been shell shocked He, I think he was just a bit like um, bright eyes and watership down just a bit you know startled by the lights uh, after that hammering today uh, but yeah crazy thing to say Ten Hag is just a baldy Bruce hey nothing wrong with baldies Andrew uh, Pablo says Mig is a very good squad player he lacks the high level at a very high level and consistency for a top class player but he's a cracking player yeah I agree mate he's, he, he can run all day mate he can run all day Um, and that's the that's the thing that Supermax often said. Runs all day with a smile on his face, but you know what use is that to a football team? But he listen, Supermax will, I'm sure, this Thursday, you know, give 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 Miggy the praise that he that he should get. Tom Dixon, after yesterday's win, would you change the starting lineup for Brentford at the weekend? It doesn't matter what I would do, Tom. But you know what, Eddie Howe probably will. Um, he he goes week to week, doesn't he? See who he sees who performs in training. And like I said, like I've said on the amigos and, and subsequent shows, um, Eddie Howe in his press conference, when he was asked the question by Lee Ryder, um, how do the players such as Dummett and Manquillo get into the team when there's no cup games to play and they haven't got a chance to impress you? He said, Players can impress me every day. 
in training. Um, so it's clear that he follows that kind of remit. If you do well in training, you're putting yourself in the shop window, you, you might get a shout. And Eddie Howe picks horses for courses. There's no doubt about that. Mr. Anderson uh, says, Hey, up was Super Maca Landlord at a pub called The Back Post. Did you ever have a few in there? Where was that, Mr. Anderson? I never went there. Um, I think Mac had pubs, but it was probably before I was out and about on the drink. Um, but that's a, ask that question on Thursday. We'll, we'll be live 6.30 to 7.30 uh, Thursday. Maybe that's the best time to ask that question. Graham Hill says, heard Mr. Rabanglaho on TalkSport belittling our win because it was against 10 men. His team, Villa, couldn't do it, so he'd be calling them out. Ah, Graham, of course he won't. It, it, you know what? Um, I've I've been on Talksport many times. I prefer going on Talksport too. I have to be said, which which is like the online, um, the online sister station. I love going on there. You get a chance to speak and say what you want to say, and they've had me on a lot. Um, in over the last few years, uh, but people like Gabby and and others who belittle Newcastle do it because they know that Newcastle fans will react. They know that people will come on and have a. You know, have a go and 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 it gets the ratings up, Graham. That's what it does. That's what it does. And it's um it's clickbaiting, but on you know it's it's media clickbaiting. Um, that's the way you know that's the way it works. Uh, Steve, unfortunately, is from a bygone era in football terms. Um, are you talking about me? I'm definitely from a bygone era, mate. Um, just heard that John Gibson is doing the talking at my local cricket club. Yeah, John's back on the scene, mate. He's doing uh Pumphreys as well every match day, which is great, Tom. Um, him and John Anderson. So if you're ever in the town for the match um, or you're kicking around the town before the match, he's usually in Pumphrey's at about half past 12 on a three o'clock kickoff. And John Anderson, of course, our right back from the 83-84 promotion team is doing those talk-ins with him. Gary, how many more windows do people think it'll take for us to be challenging for the top four? I've seen a few people thinking we could get the top four this year, but I think that's a bit far-fetched. Um Again, never say never. I mean, we're on a great run at the moment, but um, give it another couple of windows, Gary, and I don't see why we can't be saying top six, top four, you know, four or five year maybe, four or five year before we're challenging the top four. But yeah, I'd, we've got the basis of a good back four now, you know, two years, says Pablo, consistently. Uh, Dave says, I should try and get Lee Ryder on the show. I've got a couple of journalists on. I, yeah, I mean, what I try to do, Dave, is you know, I try not, uh, I try not to copy other channels. I try to, um, I try to just go with, I just try to go with the flow, you know, with 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 my own stuff. I've got a few things I want to do. We get a lot of ex players on. Um, I'll ask Lee, Dave, uh, because you've asked, I will ask, um, and I'll see whether he's up for it. Uh, Charlie Bennett from the Chronicle comes on. Ross Gregory comes on from the Chronicle, and again, not all of the lads are keen to do these things. But I will ask the question. So uh, I will uh, feed back to you, Dave, um, once I've had a reply. Rachel, another four windows, she thinks. Uh, maybe more as it will take time to get the depth that we need in the squad. Tell says, when you look at VAR decisions and how it affected our results, we should be top four, but happy with the progress. Yeah, you're right, mate. You are right. Uh, Sean, um, I'll refer you to the interview that I did with that man. Um, it's probably still on the channel. And uh, I gave my answer on there. Uh, Tom, please hit the like buttons. Yes, thank you, mate. Murphy, great yesterday. I love Trippier control in the park. Yeah, we were talking about that on the professionals this morning. Uh, Trippier was superb. But I mean, again, you couldn't give anybody a man of the match. You know, you could see him and then you think, oh, well, no, he didn't. And Trippier's just been outstanding. And even when he was injured, mate, even when he was injured, he was absolutely superb. Paul, hope you're well, mate. Thanks for the message. I've uh, put that out, so I'll get back to you on uh, what you text me about today. Really confident we'll get three points next week. Was at Dean Court yesterday, and Brentford were garbage. Well, that's good news. Um, and uh, again, because because Brentford set up differently to Newcastle uh, to to Fulham, it could well be a different team next week. I think Matt Target will be back next week. I think he might rest. He might rest either Dan Byrne or Botman next week. I think that could be the only change. He's got to bring, and if ASM's fit, he brings ASM back in and, and probably drops Murphy. Um, so maybe maybe two changes next week. There's my changes for you. Uh, ASM back next week. Well, uh, yeah, mag debates. Yeah, I think so, 100%. He comes straight in for Murphy and he takes burnout, uh, you know, burnout of left back, puts him into centre half for sure and puts um, 
uh, targeting left back or gives Burn a rest next week and puts Bottman in with Shaw. That's what he does next week, I think. I think we beat Brentford and Man United and possibly Everton. Tom, I hope you're right, mate. I think we beat Brentford. I think we could go to Man United with a bit of newfound confidence if we can get two wins on the bounce. Um, possibly get something down there and then hopefully beat Everton, yeah. Remember watching the fire also, Steve, guys, on fire running on the pitch. Yeah, it was awful. Bradford fire, absolutely awful. So tragic, 174 people and it could rise. Yeah, tell. It's just tragic, mate. Absolutely tragic. Kurt, just want to say a massive thanks to you and everyone involved in this channel, Steve. Love the crack between you and the lads. Kurt, thank you. And, and uh, you know, thanks to you people for watching. Um, I enjoy doing it. Uh, I enjoy talking about Newcastle. And, you know, I, I, you know, I've got an opinion, but you've got an opinion. And, you know, I've got an opinion about everything, really. Um, but from my perspective, you know, I've got the opportunity to put it out there and give you the opportunity to have a chat. Monday nights is a great show. Those of you who haven't maybe watched the Monday Club yet, we've it's it's a bit like a fans forum. We give you an opportunity to come on. So if any of you are feeling brave enough to pop on on a Monday night, um, we'll be on seven late tomorrow night with um, Joe Walker. Um, come on, have a say about Newcastle. Have a rant uh, or have a love in. Uh, it's probably more appropriate now. But thank you for that, mate. And thanks to all the moderators, people who keep the chat clean. Um, you know, they were a great job. Bradford was frightening. We watched during fire training. Yeah, I can imagine, mate. Yeah. And you also love the Kemp's version, same as me. Uh, Rachel says, I was watching my brother reluctantly play cricket in Bradford that day. I remember seeing the fire from where we were and people came to the club after the match. The distress I saw will always live with me. Mouse Charger, imagine meeting Tom Hardy. Oh, my days, I'd melt. He's a lovely guy. Um, and he took my critique very well. Um I just wish I'd had the opportunity to introduce him to the Twins. The Twins would have loved him. They would have loved him playing them 100% as well. But Tom Hardy, lovely guy. Uh, and he's actually married to a girl from the Northeast. Gary Milliken, if we're talking films, my favourite is Long Good Friday. Anyone seen it? Bob Hoskins playing um, Freddie Foreman in that one, Gary, as well. Um, that's based on Freddie Foreman's life story. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I love that film. Villain with Richard Burton. Payroll, the 1960s film shot in Newcastle. Get Carter. Um, and, of course, Goodfellas and Casino for me. Uh, Simone, yes, I heard that on another podcast. Um, I can get a message to him, Simone, if you want to send us a message on social media. Um, I can do that, no problem. I know the person who's his admin as well. I can do that. The Royalist, yeah. I love mint sauce and all my dinners, Steve, as well. Has to be done. Mash or Rossi's tough choice, both excellent. Uh, I must be clearly massively behind in this chat. Why can't you have Mash and Rossi's? I do have that occasionally, Rachel. Uh, Gary says there is no reason you can't have both roast and mash on the same plate. Rafa de Villa? No, I can't see that, mate. Rafa de Leicester, I think. Rafa de Leicester. I can't see him going to Wolves either. Um, big up, Steve. You'll not be missing the gutter sniping in the corner of YouTube. Paula Hat? No. And I've, I avoided that from December 20, uh, 2021. As I said, I was going to. Um, I've said everything I have to say. Um, I changed the channel, as, you, as you've seen. It's NUFC Matters now. Um, I've actually uh, given all of my content to somebody who has set up the True Crime channel. Um, so it's a bit difficult to find, I've been told uh, by a few people, but the True Crime channel uh, is that logo. So anybody who is wanting to see the true crime content, some of which is now hidden on this channel. Um, you will be able to find it all on there. Um, I've given the guys that they're running it. They're, they're going to put everything up on there um, because there's some good interviews. And I do think that, you know, people, people enjoyed that content. So I'm not, I'm not missing it at all, mate, from a mental point of view as well. Um, it's, it's, it's time consuming, you have to sit and listen to what other people are saying, and I'm just—I was sick of it, mate. So yeah, I got out last year, and um, I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna get back involved. It's—it's it's not my cup of tea, mate. I've got better things to be doing with my life than that. Um, oh, good evening, John. Thanks for John is an unsung hero. Um, honestly, John is a, is a great guy. Um, he came on board with NUFC matters during lockdown, introduced himself to me, and lots of people do do that. Um. And you know, offer their services, but John has been a, an absolute godsend, and not just for me because I'm I'm somebody who can crack on and do things myself. 
but he's he's come on board. Um, he does all the logos. He does, you know, he he does all the t-shirts for the food bank. I, I mean, I've lost count now. I, I know we were probably somewhere hedging hedging towards fifty thousand. I, I think you said at, at one point. I, I don't even know where we're at, but we've raised. We've certainly raised what 50, 55 grand. Maybe he's on t-shirts in two years for the food bank and then whatever we've raised on events as well i mean you know we've raised a lot of money for the food bank and john is you know one of the main reasons for that so big up john um thanks for all your help and support mate uh this debate clearly went on and i've missed it all um the the, the roasties and mash um lots of people have uh, i've seen people have both to be honest i have myself i say it depends sausages or roast chicken then it's mash roast pork or turkey then it's roast potatoes good god would you take Reg uh, brendan rogers as newcastle manager if eddie howe was able to leave i unfortunately keith it just doesn't work out like that mate um i've got to be honest with brendan rogers i've met him once at an airport and he was actually a canny bloke, but I've always felt as if he's a bit like if he was chocolate, he, was, he would eat himself. Um, so I've always thought, oh, God, I just couldn't stand him. Um, I think Newcastle are bigger than that. Um, and I think if we ended up in that situation, I think we would have a Pochettino or a Mourinho come. Mourinho's clearly always wanted to come to Newcastle. So maybe that would be the next step. But um, I'd, I wouldn't say no, but I think we'll be above that by then. Mouse Charger says, I have both, Tom, to be fair. Long. I just thought I'd live dangerously and only have the one. Agree with sausages, though. Got to be mash. Classic. Yeah, bangers and mash is nice with gravy and onions. Um, oh, yeah, the charity game. John's publicised that in the chat as well. Favourite Beatle? Uh, John Lennon, mate. No doubt about it. Uh, John Lennon, George Harrison, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr in that order. Um, 100%, mate. John, John was a legend. Um... Killer Wraith, dear God, mate. Dear God. What have I let myself in for in that game? I really, really don't know. Like The charity game, though, John has posted the link. Klopp seems to have lost the plot. It's all since they've got turkey teeth, tell. They've all, have you noticed? They've all got turkey teeth now. What's the roughest pub you've ever been to in Newcastle? The Beehive and the Bee Market's pretty rough, top Bobby. Um, it's, it's always been the same. It's, it's great punters, lovely people. But it's, if you're an outsider and you're walking to there, I think the printer's pie back in the day in Puddin' Chair um, when Billy had it. I can't remember his surname, but uh, there'd be fights galore in there. He'd be cracking and bashing people. Um, uh, the Granger uh, up, in the, up in the West End um, on the on the left-hand side was pretty rough back in the day. Um, the Howlet. Was wasn't the wasn't exactly friendly if you didn't know the right people in there, um, and then the felon, um, I went to well, actually wasn't the felon it was the Deckham. I went I went to play for for a felon pool team in the place called the Deckham, and we walked into the bar and it was dog crap on the floor. The bloke behind the bar, the manager, was mortal. Um, and at the time I was eighteen, nineteen, and I wanted a um, a pint of snake bite, so he he puts the um, half a lager into a pint glass. He's that'll be two minutes, and because he's mortal, staggers behind the bar, steps in the dog crap, walks it through the actual bar. Then he, anybody who knows where the Deckham used to be, goes across the road to the shop, comes back with a bottle of cider about 10 minutes later, and pours the cider from the bottle into me half a lager, which is now flat. So there's dog crap all over the bar. He's mortal, and I've got a warm pint of snake bite. I didn't drink it. I paid for it, but I didn't drink it. Uh, so, yeah, so the Deckham is probably the roughest bar, uh, 100%. English top flight, says Keith. Highest goal scorers of all time, Jimmy Greaves, Steve Bloomer. See, I didn't even know that. Dixie Dean, yeah, I knew that. Gordon Hodgson, yeah, and Alan Shearer. So there you go. That is that is the exact list. That's very good, that, mate. Thank you. I've got a quiz night by everyone in the chat. See you, Mouse Charger. Sorry, I've probably missed you. Um... Let's see what else. Oh, God. Lee's coming to the football game. Rachel says she might drive up and watch the match and support and then drive back down. It'll be good. It'll be a good laugh. Listen, um, it's for charities for the food bank, so that will be good. Do you think Newcastle will beat last season's point total? We finished on 44 points in the league last season. Tom, 100%. Of course we will. Wonder when the next free training session will be to James's Park. I'd like to go and see what Howe does to the players. Not sure we'll do that, you know. I'm not sure we'll do that. I mean, if we do, it's always pre-season. Um, I don't think Howe likes to give too much away, mate. I, I really, really don't. 
Um, if Wilson stays and he SMs back, who does Isaac come in for? Miggy Almiron, mate, when he has a bad game. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. Hopefully, Isaac will be back with next weekend. Ha- nobody said that at all. Um, yeah, so... No, I, 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 nobody, nobody said that. Yes, M, yes, he's at no. Who gets the match ball when there is more than one hat trick? The person who scores the hat trick first, Stephen, is my understanding. However, in a game where there's multiple balls used, as there is in modern day football, there is at least you know five or six balls probably used in one game. Uh, so they both got one uh, today. But the person who scores the hat-trick first is the one who gets it, I think. Miggy man of the match yesterday, he was 10 out of 10, but Trippier, Botman, Bruno Wilson were all nines, says Tom. Tommy Wilson, hope you're doing well, mate. Haven't seen you on here for a while. I hope you're well, son. Um, and your dad. Mr Anderson, have you ever bumped into these trolls on the street, Steed? Rumours have it they don't have the minerals. I have. Um, we did think before you tweet, didn't we, during lockdown, a documentary. Uh, we traced a few other people. Um, which they did, which they, they, some of them reveled in it, some of them didn't like. One of them came to me street. Um, he was a postman. Um, he got me a dress, um, obviously through work, but he came to apologize. Um, he came with an apology letter, and I just found it rather off that he did that. You know what I mean? He came to he came to the street while I was doing the school run, and um. He was still there when I came back. I had a chat with him and he gave us the letter and, and we left it at that. The kid sadly passed away. Um, he had some kind of disease and he passed away about six months later. And I would never have wished that on anybody, even somebody who trolled us relentlessly for years. Um, I've seen one or two people, um, you know, the, if the, the football lot, the football ones, yeah. And, you know, some of them speak, others just, you know, they, they, they put their head down and they, they scuttle off. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just the nature of the beast, mate. People say one thing on the internet, they say another thing. I mean, lots of people who are winding things up with me and other podcasters, but whenever I see them, we get on. Do you know what I mean? We do get on. It's just the way of the world. I don't lie in bed worried about these people. Um, you know, and I'm sure they don't, you know, lie in bed thinking of me all the time. Just, it's the way of the world. The internet's changed things. Massively positive, um, for, for a lot of things, Mr. Anderson, like, Raising the raising the money that we do for the uh, for the food bank each week. I mean, Friday night show five hundred and twenty quid from a t shirt signed by Peter Beardsley. Um, I think it was fantastic. So the positives far outweigh the negatives. Let's put it that way. But yeah, I have bumped into a few of them, mate. Uh, some of them I've become friends with now. You know, some of them I've I've got on, I get on well with. I'm not again, no need to name names, but some of them I get on well with. Um, that's just life in it. Uh, David Cook says, me pal played in the Bradford game. was so traumatised, he never played again. Yeah, Peter Jackson played, um, I believe, as well uh, in that game. And he's, um, he's you know, he's been up to Newcastle. Great lad. Uh, same issue next Saturday. Train strikes or drive up for me. Oh, God, tell it's affected you. Yeah. Yeah, good luck with the drive, mate. Hope uh, we'll catch up with you. You know where we'll be. Thank you, Andrew. I know you do, mate. And I always get your messages on Instagram as well. Thanks. Thanks for the positivity, mate. Uh, Pablo says, what the hell happened to Alexander Arnold this weekend? He's nowhere near a level of international football. You know what? The big problem with um, Liverpool at the minute, Pablo, seems to be the centre-half, uh, Van Dijk. Something's not right with him. I don't know whether whether he, whether he, uh, he had his head turned in the summer. Something's not right with Van Dijk. And I think, that'll, I think that's, that's what's going on. I think there's something unsettled the dressing room. And nobody really knows what it is, but it's affecting everybody. Uh, be great to get Robson Green on the show. Yeah, I, I mean, well done to the lads unloaded. I watched the show. Fantastic. Great interview. Good for Daz and the lads. Um, sorry to see that Martin left as well. I, I, I think he has anyway. I tuned in and they're all saying bye to him or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't have much time to watch other podcasts, um, but I did watch that one and it was it was really good. And yeah, look, again, Tom, it's, it, you know, people come, people who get in first with these things, I, I don't want to just go straight in and, and get Robson on. I've got Robson's number. We're doing a, we're doing something together. Actually, we've got a project on together. So um, maybe one day, mate, maybe one day. Uh, great show, Steve. Brentford will park the bus like Bournemouth to James's Park. ASM can help us unpark it. I, I fully agree. Thanks for your kind words as well, Paul. Thank you. Uh, Tom Hardy's top class does a hell of a lot for charity behind the camera. Yeah, he does, mate. He does. Um, he contacted somebody that I know actually. Um, 
uh, a female friend of mine who's a businesswoman and for, for months she was having conversations backwards and forwards <laughs> with this person and didn't realise it was him. Uh, but, but yeah, that's the kind of person he is. Beginning of November, I'll be able to watch the Monday night show when the play is done. Rachel, good luck with the play. You'll have to remind us what it is. I don't think we've, we actually found out. What is the play? Uh, started watching Darman, you're right, it's a hard watch. James, get past the first three and it cools down. I'm up to episode seven now. Uh, but oh my God, James, it's graphic. Uh, too graphic, mate, um, at times. And it just... It, it, people know that I enjoy true crime and I enjoy reading about gangsters, gangs, mafia, whatever. I can't read serial killer books and that's exactly the reason I can't. It, it really just... I'm like, bringing up mashed potatoes, Yorkshire puddings and, and everything, and roasted potatoes. Um, Matthew, was that Matthew there? Hold on, let's go back there. Matthew, West Brom fan. <laughs> yeah, Bruce out now. Oh, Matthew, I'm sorry, mate. I am sorry. Um, I know it's not our fault that you got him, but, uh, oh, dear God, mate. Honestly, it's awful. Absolutely awful. He stands every game with Steve Agnew. I'm sure he's chatting about what he's going to have for his tea because he's certainly not doing anything about uh, talking about um, <laughs> substitutions, etc. But I sympathies with you, mate. I've got to say sympathies with a couple of Man U fans who are mates as well. Uh, Steve McLaren clearly did that team talk today uh, for them. Uh, Tony, good evening. Tony Macaroni, that's a canny name. If you had a choice of Scots team, would it be Rangers or Celtic? I'm Rangers, mate. Um, and I'm Rangers because my dad's Rangers. And my dad's, yeah, he doesn't go at the games, but you know, you, you pick the team, etc. But Rangers, mate, um, and, and me stag do, the lads wanted me to wear a Sunderland shirt, and I refused point blank. So the lads had to go for second best and put us in a Celtic shirt. So there are photographs of me in a Celtic shirt, uh, which they kindly gave us uh, afterwards. Uh, I've got to be honest, I used it once again in a play at, at college. Uh, but yeah, I'm Rangers, mate, 100%. Tom says, uh, Butler's, the clock and the Black Guard are a bit rough. Oh, the Black Guard has opened at nine in the morning, is Still, um, I thought they just did that for the Sunderland game, uh, but they don't. I've gone past there at nine o'clock in the morning, and the Black, the Black Guard has opened the clock as well. Dear me, how are you? are right, Rangers. Felon Blue Bell, is is that your team? or is I had my very first engagement party in there, Felon Blue Bell, Urban Geordie. The Howlett and Bobby Shaftour were my locals. Yeah, the Howlett was a, a canny pub. Great story about a shit pub. <laughs> yeah, we should do it. We should do an episode on pub, shouldn't we? Uh, any on Shields Road and Bike are pretty rough. Jackson's, oh God, the Rabii, the Butchers. God, if you see anybody stand outside there in a black suit and a black tie and there's a funeral on, avoid it like the plague because you can guarantee a couple of hours later there's going to be a brawl outside there. Cordway and as was rough back in the day. It was just before my time, that Gary. The Shafto Green, uh, the Shafto Green Tree Hawthorne. I can go on all day. All of them gone now. What a shame. Derek I. Those were the days when it were those pubs. Uh, once took Billy Hardy in the Adelphi. Test man was serving. He said, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Test man's a great lad, by the way. Still against the match. And that bar was, was brilliant, mate. I took uh, the guy who sang Return of the Mac um, in there. Um, and he thoroughly enjoyed it. I also took uh, the drummer, Stu Cable, from uh, the Stereophonics in there when he was up. Van Dyke will be back to his best against Rangers. I wouldn't be too sure. Like, there's definitely a rabbit off with him, mate. Steve, just wanted to say your shows mean so much. So many people keep up with good work, my friend. Barry, thank you very much, mate. Uh, honestly, thank you for your kind words. It's a comedy called Party Piece, and it's bloody hectic. Have you got a decent role, Rachel? That's what I want to know. But um, we're going to have to come and see you perform in one of these plays. You're going to have to give us a little bit of advance warning. Me and John will jump in the motor and come down. I'm going to watch Dharma tonight after all the footy shows. Andrew, honestly, you'll be hiding behind the sober, them first three. Matthew Armitage, honestly, I feel your pain, mate. Finished watching Dharma yesterday at Tough Watch. Oh, God. So there's clearly worse to come as well. And I, I feel like episodes five, six and seven have been done just to calm you down. And then we're going to be going back into it. Big Billy, yes, they are, mate. All good. Uh, Tom Dixon, junior, great North Runners on this weekend in Newcastle. Oh, God, it would be when the bloody train strikes on. What is this Dharma thing? Oh, God, Jeffrey Dharma, serial killer, America, Netflix. Watch it, uh, Bind the City. 
Um, I like Hasselback potatoes, says Guy Roberts. I'm going to have to Google them, mate. Uh, the girls, the biggest team in Glasgow. Big Billy, I knew you would like that answer. Um, I'm Celtic, uh, but fair dues with you were Rangers. I, I, I've never been to the game, mate. Um, it's literally just one of those things. I, I think a lot of Newcastle fans went with Celtic when um, Roy Aitken signed for Newcastle and we had the half and half hats, which is the first time I'd ever seen anything like that, by the way. But the corner and the scoreboard, parts of the Gallagher end, used to sing against each other and used to have the Gallagher would be score, uh, the Gallagher maybe would be Celtic and the scoreboard would be Rangers and it would be Celtic, Rangers, Celtic, Rangers. It was, yeah, it, it just became a thing because of Roy Aitken coming, coming down um, at the time, I think. And I think uh, we used to sing Feed the Bear, which was his song from Celtic. Uh, Tony, I genuinely think the hoops will take this year. It's close at the minute, but it, again, it always just comes down to the games that they play against each other. Tom says, I saw a full prop, a full fight at, uh, at Jackson's at nine on a Sunday morning. I can well believe it, mate. Um, Tony just talked about Celtic Rangers. It'll be tough this year. Uh, Rangers coming good, but uh, always good for the game. Yeah, it should be good. Cheesy chips. Darren, evening. Still happy about Newcastle win. Uh, like, watch the match three times. Now we played great football. It was fantastic, mate, wasn't it? It really was. Do you miss Derby days, Steve? Yes, 100%, mate. No doubt about that, because... You know, Newcastle versus Sunderland um, is, if not the biggest derby in the UK, it's one of, and the atmosphere is second to none. You know, Sunderland have been, you know, at the lower, lower leagues for the last, you know, few years now, and they're in the championship. Uh, Tony Mowbray, not a bad manager, um, may get them up um, at some point, but. I just they're going to have a lot of they need a lot of investment, um, and I think we'll be we'll be yards ahead of them by the time we play them next. But still, be, be still good to get them in the FA Cup, wouldn't it? I'd, I'd love to see it in the FA Cup. Did you watch Baz Luhrmann's Elvis film? Thought of you did. I haven't watched it yet. It's on me to watch list, mate. But everybody who I know who likes Elvis says they enjoyed it. So I think I probably would as well. But Blue Rhythm Boy, I'll let you know when I've watched it. Um, yes, I've got a, a decent role. I'll give you plenty of warning next time. Yeah, good luck with it. Break a leg. Um, stay safe, keep warm. Yeah, Gary. Oh, dear me, oh. I mean, I'm sure we'll be touching on that when we get back um, on air with uh, News of the World. Lots to talk about. Liz Trust uh, gave her excuses this morning. I wasn't overly impressed with that. I've got to be honest. Newcastle fans have what Celtic and Rangers have. Pure passion. You're right there. Um, I'd love to see an old firm game too. Um I think it would be great to go to. Did you ever manage to sell the boxing gloves you took the four rooms? Can't remember uh, why they were rare. David, no, I, I went on to get them priced up, mate. Um, I took one set of gloves and they were Ronnie Cray's um, and they valued them at 1500 I was happy with the valuation, mate, but I would never sell them, mate. I would never sell them unless I was really down on me luck. Um, I would never sell them. Uh, Tom says he's going to watch Hocus Pocus 2. Never seen it yet. Sounds magical, mate. Uh, the Leeser's end was the same, says Gary. Partick Thistle, uh, all the way when it comes to Glasgow, says Guy. Everything, there's uh, something for everybody. Uh, welcome on the Tyneside number one, Steve. Uh, do a game up paradise. I, I, I should do it, mate, shouldn't I? Don't like Celtic, the way they behave about the Queen. <sighs> yeah, it was, I mean, I'm a royalist. Um, Rangers did us proud. I did see what um, I did see what people put up there. But, it, you know, I'm, I'm not into all of this you know, this fan divide and all this politics stuff in football, mate. It's it's not, you know, politics is politics, football is football. Um don't let don't let minor a minority spoiler for them and a majority is what I've always said about that kind of action. Um uh, miss both the derbies, the Mackhams and the Smoggies. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do, mate. Uh it's more the Irish fans that do with Celtic. Uh, Dave, I'm a Celtic fan, would never down the Royals. Fair play to your Tony. And that's a great way of looking at it. And like I said, don't let the the minority spoiler, you know, you should never generalize. James says, Whatever happened to the C Club? Went there in 2003, my first time in Newcastle. I was probably introduced to Geordie Hospitality. Was I still working there then? I might have just left then, you know, I might have been, I was on the doors then. Um, it, it did okay, but there was a big drugs raid and the manager and the doorman were sacked. And it went downhill, mate. It just started to go downhill. The Keyside died when the uh, there was a murder. Oh, well, I'm saying a murder. There was a guy 
was a guy either murdered or or found dead on the stairs of Baja Beach Club. And it was I can't remember the full story. It was either a murder or a an unexplained death. People stopped going to Baja and was getting a bad reputation. Then the boat closed and then it was given, I think it had asbestos. And then with them places closed and less people went to the quayside. And then C nightclub closed, James. So that's what happened. In, in essence, the quayside died. Julie's then closed. And that was that. And everybody started going to the Golden Mile, the Golden Strip, Collingwood Street. Uh, simple as that, mate. Um, but it was great. Yeah, C was good in its day. Um, I worked there the night that Robbie Williams came in. Um, and remember they said that he bought everybody a drink in the nightclub. He didn't. It was just good PR by the owner who... He paid for every drink in the VIP for everybody up there, but said Robbie Williams had done it just to get a bit of PR. Shrewd marketing. Are you disappointed the Fury isn't fighting Anthony Joshua? Tom has still got legs. They're still negotiating. Um, it's not all over, mate. It's not all over yet. So keep praying, mate. Keep praying it could still come off that uh, in Cardiff uh, at the end of the year. Thanks for replying to me questions. Uh, questions. Catch you in the week. Yeah, Mr. Anderson, great. I'm going to wrap this up as well. Mowbray will ensure that they're around mid-table. Yeah, this year could nick the playoffs in a couple of seasons. British Lion had a paint with a horse in the bar once. Rest in peace, big Jackie. Hey, 100% Nicholas, I remember that. Um, and that was a great bar, the, the Lion. Big Billy, Paddy Leonard, uh, Jackie, uh, Bobby, um, and, and all the lads down there. Absolutely top class. Great live, this all positive stuff. Respect you. Tony, thank you very much, mate. Uh, respect to you as well, mate. Um, I do try to do these, you know, once or twice a month. So uh, keep an eye out for it, mate. Um, anybody who hasn't subscribed, please subscribe and give it a share. I, I mean, all I ask really is people to share this. If you could share it, if you've got a Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever, give it a share. But let people know what it is. Um, you know, let people know it's, you know, some Newcastle stuff and a bit of this and a bit of that, but just give it a share, stick it in your WhatsApp groups. Um, takes you five minutes to do that, but if you can help us build the community, um, it just, it, it helps. And, you know, when we're raising money for things like the food bank or, or doing things for, for other charities, it, it, you know, the more people on the better. Had many a good night in Baja Beach Club. I bet you did, John. Uh, Rachel says, great show, Steve. Fantastic contribution to the chat. Well done, everyone. Great show tonight. Enjoyed. Okay, listen, I'm going to wrap it up there. I caught up with everybody in the chat. Big thank you to everyone for coming on. Um, I'm pleased uh, you enjoy me doing these. Um, and I really enjoyed doing it. It's it's nice to be able to do it without being on camera as well and just to have a chat. And, um, yeah, 100%. I will, uh, I will endeavor to try and get another one done next week for you guys. Keep an eye out. Can it always guarantee it's going to be on a Sunday? Uh, but it will be... Uh, around about this time of night because um, I do enjoy having a bit of chat with you. The boat's gone, uh, by the way. I know it's gone. Okay, take care. Have a good night. Good night. God bless.